Amen. 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 Praise God. I'm going to take off this morning from where uh, we left off last week. Amen. So open up your Bibles, if you would, to Isaiah 53. You know, Pastor Marcus was saying when you serve the Lord, you know, uh, you're going to, there are reports. And sometimes, even though you're born again and you're a believer, you can still get a report that's not a good report. Yeah. Amen. Uh, well, maybe we don't want to say amen to that, but you know, that means, amen yeah. means so be it. But you can still get reports. But the good news is you've got another report. You've got the report of the Lord to believe. Amen. Isaiah 53 verse 1 says, who has believed, who has believed our report and to whom of, and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? Amen. You know, uh, we, we ministered last week on reports that come. You can get a report, um, from, um, the doctor. You can get a report from your bank. You can get a report from, um, your uh, child's teacher. <laughs> you can get reports and they come. And if they don't line up with the word, um, now a let, me, let me tell you first what a report is. A report is a spoken or written account of something that has been observed, heard, or done, right? It's, it can be an official document. And, um, you know, you can get reports from other things outside of God's word, and it will challenge God's word. It'll challenge the report of the Lord. And so last week we talked about our Bible, your word that you read every day. This is the report that you ought to believe because other reports will come. Other reports will come. You're going to hear other people. You're going to hear your doctor say something. You're going to hear the bank say something. But God's report is the report I believe. Amen. God's report supersedes any other report. Right. Say supersedes. So, you know, I was uh, reading a story, and I've heard this before, and you probably have to, about Kenneth Copeland. And Kenneth Copeland was sleeping, and he had a um, vision. And Jesus was standing at the end of his bed. But Jesus wasn't just standing there smiling at him. Jesus had a big platter of cookies. He had a big platter of cookies. And um, it was a large tray. And, you know, Jesus looked at him and he didn't smile at him. He looked at him very sternly and he said, have a cookie. Have a cookie. And, and Kenneth Copeland said, I, I just kind of laid there, you know, like I was kind of dumbfounded. And he said, I had a dumb, this is what he said. He said he had a dumb look on his face. And then Jesus said to him, your response is, I believe, I will, I take it, I have it, I praise you for it, and I forgive. And, um, and as God was taught, as, as he saw that vision, um, he realized that God was talking to him about his faith. And whatever you need, you can take it because God offers it to you. If you need peace of mind, if you need healing, if you need deliverance, if you need your marriage restored, God offers it to you. He offers things to us. And he doesn't like it when we don't take what he offers. And we can go back and look at the Israelites um, when they were supposed to take the land. God was not happy with them that they stayed in the wilderness for 40 years. 
say 40 years. That's a long time. That's a long time to um, not take what God has offered you. And what ended up happening is their unbelief kept them out of a land that God said, go take it. God said, go take it. And they didn't do it. They didn't obey. And they lost out. And God has, is saying to you guys this morning, to all of you, there's some things he's offered you. Maybe you need healing. Maybe you need um, finances. You need an increase in your finances. Maybe you're believing God for a new job or that business to open up. And God's saying, take it. Take it. It's already been offered to you. It's in the word of God. You know, the Bible says he'll meet all your needs. The Bible says he'll give you witty ideas. The Bible says he became poor that you might be rich. The Bible says by his stripes you are healed. You're not trying to get healed. You're not trying to get things from God. God already provided it for you. Just like the Israelites, God gave them that land and they wouldn't take it. They didn't have to try and go get it. They didn't have to try and go get something that God already, he said, it's yours, go take it. It's yours, go take it. And uh, I always love, you know, I love that story because I don't want to be like them. <laughs> God gives us, you know, and they're not just stories. These are real things that happen. And God gives us these examples so that we can learn from them. And what has God been offering to you? Maybe you need peace of mind. Maybe you need direction. Maybe there's some things in your life that have been holding you back. And you need to let it go. You need to let it go because it's holding you back and you can't move forward with with God. And God says, take your deliverance. Take your deliverance. Just take it. Pastor, I don't know how to take it. Well, I'm glad you said that. Maybe you didn't say it, but I think you were thinking it. Amen. Let's open our Bibles to Luke chapter 1. Praise the Lord. Luke chapter 1. Amen. Aren't you glad you serve a good God? He's a faithful God, and he always comes through. He always comes through, and he has a report for us. Amen? In Luke chapter 1, this is the story of Mary. And as I was uh, last night just meditating, this phrase kept coming to me, according to your word, be it unto me. According to your word, Lord, be it unto me. And I was like, Lord, where is that? And all of a sudden I remembered, oh, that was Mary. That was Mary. Luke chapter 1, verse, let's start in verse uh, 30. And an angel came to Mary, this is Mary, the mother of Jesus, and said, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor with God. Behold, you shall conceive in your womb and bring forth a son. You shall call his name Jesus. He shall be great. He shall be called the Son of the Highest. The Lord God shall give unto him the throne of his father David. He shall reign over the house of Jacob. And in verse 34, Mary says, How can this be, seeing I don't know a man? In other words, she had never been with a man before. How is she going to have a baby? And verse 35, And the angel said unto her, The Holy Ghost shall come upon you. The power of the highest shall overshadow you. And therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of you shall be called the Son of God. And then... Uh, just in case she's not quite sure that it could happen. I love what the angel says. And behold, even your cousin Elizabeth, she's conceived a son in her old age. So here's your your cousin. She's old and she's even uh, pregnant. And this is the sixth month with her who was called barren. Who was called what? 
who was called what? Barren. barren. There was a report that Elizabeth had. She was barren. She received a report. You can never have kids. That's a report, isn't it? That's a report. And the angel said, even, even your, co- your cousin who was called barren, she's pregnant. And the next verse. For with God, nothing, verse 37, shall be impossible. Say, with God, nothing shall be impossible. Praise God. And Mary said, Behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me. Be it unto me according to your word. Praise the Lord. With God, nothing's impossible. Her response to take, see, so the angel comes in and gives her a report. You're going to have a baby. You're going to conceive. She's like, how can that happen? Has God ever given you a report? Told you something in his word, by his stripes you're healed. Said, you're blessed. You're blessed coming in, blessed going out. The blessings of the Lord are overtaking you. And you're like, hmm, how's that going to happen? How's that going to happen? And then verse 37, with God, nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, be it unto me. How did she take the report of the Lord instead of the evil report? She used her mouth. She opened up her mouth and said, be it unto me, Lord. Be it unto me according to your word. You need healing? Be it unto me, Lord, according to your word. Your word says, by his stripes I'm healed. Your word says, my children are taught of the Lord, and great is their peace and undisturbed composure. Be it unto me according to to your word for my kids. Be it unto me according to your word for my finances, Lord. You said you'd meet all my needs, Lord. You said the blessings of God are overtaking me. I'm blessed in the city and blessed in the field. Be it unto me according to your word. That's how you take the land. That's how you take what God has for you. You open up your mouth. Have you ever thought, sometimes it just feels so hard to open up my mouth. I don't feel like it. I don't want to praise God. I don't want to confess. I just want to, I just want to, I want to watch all my Hallmark movies or whatever. I'm going to turn on some sports. I just don't want to. Well, how bad do you want what God has for you? How bad do you want it? How bad do you want it? You're going to have to open up your mouth and take what God has for you. Just like Mary said, be it unto me. Lord, in other words, she was telling herself, I'm believing God's report. I'm believing God's report over the fact that this looks impossible. I don't know how I'm going to get pregnant here. I'm believing God's report. Even when the doctor says it's impossible, gives you a diagnosis, says this is what they'll have the rest of their life. I'm believing God's report over any other report. Now, we honor those other reports. Those Those are facts. But God's word is truth. God's word is truth, and it always supersedes facts. It always supersedes facts. His word is truth. The Bible says he is not a man that he should lie. When he gives you a report, you hold fast and say, Be it unto me, Lord, according to your word. Your word is the only thing that matters to me. Your word is the only voice I'm listening to. It's your word. Say it's his word. Because other voices will come. Other voices will come 
And we talked about this last week. There are voices in the world. Pastor Marcus made reference to it just now. Your kids will hear voices in school. They're, they will hear uh, other uh, voices from um, their friends. There's other voices out there. And the Bible says they are significant. And we have to choose whose voice will I listen to. Those are reports. Those voices, they're reports. And we have to decide whose report am I going to believe? Whose voice am I going to listen to? What voice do I allow to speak into my life? Because I tell you right now, Pastor Melina, I don't allow many voices to speak into my life. My pastor, the Lord, the Holy Ghost, and other, you know. But I'm not allowing someone who's not following God to speak into my life. They have no say because they don't know. And I'm not going to allow my child or anybody else to tell me how to how to, um, as your children get older, you have to be careful because they can try and speak into your life. Well, mom, you don't know, you know, no, 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 excuse me. You're 12. Don't even try and tell me about relationships. Excuse me. You're 15. Don't even try and tell me about friendship. You know, diddly squat. You don't know nothing. You haven't been there yet. You think, you know, but you don't know. See, it's important. Mm Mm-mm. No, I'm not listening to those voices. I'm listening to what does the Lord say? And kids, kids, preteens, teens, you, you ought to listen to your parents' voice. They're the voice of God in your life. Th- that voice is important to you. Don't be, they don't know. Oh, yes, they do know. Oh, yes, they do know. They've been there. They know. Your parents know. I said your parents know. And all the teenagers said, Amen. So you don't want to admit it. They don't know nothing. Oh, they know. They know what you're doing. They know what you're doing. They know. Praise the Lord. Holy Ghost will always show them. Amen. Amen. It's important, though, for us to always make sure we're listening to the voice of the Lord. That's why I'm staying in my word. What does the word say? I believe the report of the Lord. Say, I believe the report of the Lord. Praise God. So Mary had to hold fast, and she said, be it unto me, according to your word. And God gave her a report. And I choose to believe the report of the Lord. So whatever other voices come and try and tell you something, be respectful. You know, you're not going to be like, I don't believe that. You can't tell me that. You know, you don't know. Well, they're a professional. They probably know. But guess what? You know something more. You know what the Lord says. So be respectful. Thank you for that. You know, I've had, I went to a doctor with Sophia. Uh, her and the kids were playing, and she was little, and they were running back and forth in the house like they do. And I always say, don't slam doors. They slammed the door, and her fingers were in the, not the place where you close it, but the hinge part. And her fingers were there, and the door slammed and completely shut, and her fingers were stuck in the hinges. And so I probably should have taken her to the emergency room, but I thought, eh, she's fine. The next day, she's like, Mom, my fingers hurt. So I finally took her to the doctor, and we went in, and they looked at her fingers, and it was like two of her fingers, and the the doctor's like, well, I'll just tell you. And it was like her ring finger, like her wedding finger. Oh, yeah, it's like her wedding finger. I'll just tell you, it looks like um, she's probably going to lose the little nails that are left on, and she's not going to, they won't grow back. They won't grow back. You may think, eh, that's no big deal. For a woman, your nails, that's a big deal. It's a big deal. And on the ring finger, when she's going to get married, that's a big deal. And I'm like, all of a sudden, I could feel. Because fear is a spirit. 
And that, those words kept going, she'll never, she, she won't grow her fingernails back. She's going to lose the, the little ones she has left and the, she won't have fingernails. And I just had this vision of her getting married with no nails. And I'm like, that's, that's terrible. But I could feel the spirit of fear come. And it started from the top of my head. And I could feel like oh, it was trying to overtake me. And I almost got to the point where I actually felt nauseous. Fear is a spirit. And you can feel it. But I want to tell you something. Don't matter what you feel. Doesn't matter if you even feel it. That doesn't make it truth. Did you hear me? Just because you feel something doesn't make it truth. So I just said, mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm not going to say one word. And the minute she walked out, I had to bend over because I, I literally felt sick to my stomach. But I bent over and I said, I bond that spirit of fear. She will have nails in Jesus' name. I answered it back. I answered it back. You've got to answer the reports when they come. And so we waited. A f- and, you know, and even then when we left and we went home, I'm like, mm-mm. I said, your, your, your nails will grow back. Your nails will grow back. You're going to be just fine. I'm like, that's right. My baby, she's going to have her nails when she gets married. She's going to be fine. She's going to be fine. But, you know, about two or three weeks later, we went back, and the doctor's like, it was a different doctor. Oh, she's fine. Her nails, you know, her nails will be fine. She'll grow back. I'm like, that's right. I already knew that. I already knew, right? But the fear of the other report tried to come and overwhelm me. See, you can't let another report overwhelm you. If you don't answer back, it's going to speak to you, and it'll get louder and louder and louder. And then you don't answer back. You're laying in bed, and guess what's happening? Those, those, that report, it just keeps on going. It just keeps getting, and then the next thing you know, you're, you're thinking the worst. You're thinking the worst. Why? The enemy comes with his report, and he tries to get you to, to not believe God's word. He tries to get you to, to doubt his word. That fear comes, that unbelief, but you've got to answer it. That's how you take what God has for you. I'm not going to put up with another report. That's how you got to be. You know how your kids are little and they backtalk you? That didn't happen very often in my house. Because they said no to me once. And I go, I said, what would you say to me? What would you say to me? Because you do not say no to your mother. You know, they threw themselves on the ground once. Once. Try to throw a fit. What are you doing? Get up, spank, spank. Don't you ever do that again. Because they knew I was on it. But you know what? When they try and tell me something, I'm like, what'd you say to me? I don't think so. That's exactly what you got to do to the devil. What'd you say to me? Oh, I don't think so. I believe God's report. I already know it's all going to work out. Don't you? You got to get sassy. You've got to believe, if, if you really believe his report, it'll come out of your mouth. But it can't come from an empty place. Pastor, I just can't do that because you're not putting the word in. There's no faith for it. I said there's no faith for it. And faith comes when we hear the word. So that's why we're reading our Bible. I said we're reading our Bible. Amen. We are confessing God's word over every situation. And then we're praising God and going, thank you, Father, it's already done. It's already done. Uh, and even after that report from the doctor about her nails, thank you, Father, she's got her nails. They'll be just fine. That, and the devil will come. He comes try to bring me that other report. Nope, thank you, Father, it's all going to be okay. It's all going to be okay. Because I believe the report of the Lord. you got to believe his report. Let's close with this, Hebrews chapter uh, 3. 
Praise God. Hebrews chapter 3. This is the story of the wilderness and the Israelites when they were in the wilderness. Hebrews 3, verse, um, verse uh, 17. says, Whom was he grieved? Talking about the Lord for 40 years. Who's, who was God grieved with for 40 years? Was it not with them that had sinned? It says in the Amplified, um, in verse 18, And to whom did he swear that they should not enter his rest, but to those who disobeyed? It says, who had not listened to his word and who refused to be compliant or persuaded. They refused to obey God. But I love what verse 19 says in the Amplified. We see that they were not able to enter into his rest because of their unwillingness to adhere, trust in, and rely on God's un on God. And it says in the Amplified, unbelief had shut them out. Unbelief shut them out of their promised land. Yeah. I, you don't take unbelief lightly. You don't take fear. Fear is unbelief. Doubt is unbelief. When it comes, the minute it comes, don't you take it lightly. It'll try and shut you out of your promised land. It'll try and prevent you from going further with God. It'll try and prevent healing taking place in your family. Restoration coming to pass. That business coming to pass. That unbelief go, oh, no, you don't. Just like your kids. What'd you say to me? No, that's not true. You don't know anything. You know how you've thought that about your kids. You don't know nothing. You don't know what you're talking about. That's what you got to do with the devil. You don't know what you're talking about. I already know the report of the Lord says it'll all come to pass, baby. I already know what God said to me. It's truth and it's no lie. It's no lie. Don't you allow unbelief to come in. You shut it down when it comes in. You shut it down. You rebuke it. You say, I'm not, I'm not going there. And That's you know right. what? One way to get rid of unbelief, you put the, word in. put the word in. You put the word in. You put the word in. Because when Mary said, according to your word, she had her word from the Lord. According to your word, be it done unto me. You got to know his word. So you can say, according to your word. Praise the Lord. No unbelief. No fear, no doubt. You answer it when it comes. And don't let your kids try and take you off, tell you what you should do with them. They don't know. I said, they don't know. I'm telling you, they've come try and talk to me. I told Pastor Marcus, I don't know why I get all, sometimes I'm like, mm-mm. You know, I'll go, oh, yeah. And then I go up to my room, I'm like, wait a minute. You don't know nothing. I told Marcus, they don't know nothing. They don't know. I know. And you know what? You know where I know it? Sometimes I know it right in here. I know it in my spirit. And I don't have to figure it out. I said, I don't have to figure anything out in my head. Come on. You know, when your kids are little and they want to go someplace, you're like, mm-hmm. Well, you know, their family goes to church too. Well, you know, they're really good people. Well, you know, they're a really good kid. You know, that line right there, they're a really good kid. That means nothing to me. That means nothing to me. Do you love Jesus? Does your family love Jesus? Are they tithers? Are they givers? Do they serve in their local church? What church they go to? What church they go to? I never heard of that church. They meet in their home? I don't think so. I don't think so. Oh, they don't have a pastor? They're not safe. I said, they don't have a pastor? You better watch your kids like a hawk. Those neighbors, you better watch it. But they're our neighbors. They're good people. Well, will you wait till that child's 16 and they're going another direction? Now you try and break that friendship off. Now you try. It's hard. Been there, done that once. Never do it again. Amen. Amen. Say, never do it again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 
Thank you, Jesus. Go ahead and have him sit down right next to Hope. Amen. Hallelujah. Whose, whose report will you believe? For the report of the Lord. I believe his report. Don't ever let anybody sway you off. Don't you let them. Don't let you let your kids take you off either. Uh-uh. Not here. Not now. Not while you're in my house. Because you'll know things in the spirit, and I don't have to explain it. Here, this is what I was going to say. Don't think you have to explain. I just can't figure out why. It just doesn't seem right. I mean, I don't understand. I told Pastor Marcus, I don't have to figure it out. I'm not figuring it out in my head. I just know in my spirit, this is what I'm doing. I am the guardian of their life. It's my job to protect them in every arena that I can while they're under my roof and to guide them and instruct them. And I do not have to give you a reason. That's right. But why? Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. What is this? I see little two and three and four year olds. I'm like, "Mm." what do you mean? Why? Don't you ask mommy why? I said so. That's all you need to know. And that's how you have to be with the enemy. God said so. God's word is true. I don't have to explain anything. I just know God's word is true and stands forever. Amen. Amen. Protect your kids. Watch their friendships. Guard them like rattlesnakes. Takes one person. All you young parents, listen to me. One wrong friend to take them off track. One wrong one. One wrong one. Well, you know, they don't really have any friends. Well, that's good. They got you and that's all they need. And you know what? You can pray for the right friends to come and God will bring them. But don't give in to that. Well, they don't really have any friends. And this friend, you know, it's the only friend they have. But I know something's a little off. But I don't know. But they still need a friend. No, they don't. They don't need that friend. That's right. They don't need that voice in their life. Right. And guess what? You're going to go through hell. I'm just H-E double hockey sticks. I'm not cussing. I'm just saying you're going to go through hell trying to break that off if you continue to allow it. Right. Amen? Amen. Your kids are your responsibility. We're talking about voices and whose report are we going to believe. But the, the report of the Lord for your kids, it's in your mouth. You've got to give them the report. <laughs> Don't let them try and tell you something else. You give them the report. Right. Oh, yeah. We're going to church. We always go to church every Sunday. Why are you asking me? Of course we're going to church. You give them a report. No, the Bible says you're healed. No, the Bible says you don't have to be afraid. You're going to be okay. We rebuke that spirit of fear. You be the report of the Lord for them. You have yourself so full of the word of God that when they come with, Mommy, I'm afraid. Mom, I don't know what to do. Mommy, someone's bullying me. Mommy, uh, I don't like my teacher. Whatever. You know what? Let's pray. Let's take authority over that. Let me tell you something about your teachers. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. You're not going to like all your teachers. That's life. You're not going to like every single one. They're not all going to be your best friend. But guess what? You're going to learn to adapt to them. Because we're raising kids. It's not all about them. You're going to adapt to them. Maybe next year you'll have a teacher that you like, but it doesn't matter. We're not, we don't have teachers. I'm going to choose the one I like. No, I'm teaching the one. I have to be careful because I'm a teacher, but I'm also a parent. And I've seen parents. I got to stop. I'm going to stop right now. (laughs) Because your kids don't like a teacher, you take them out. Uh, Let me say this. Or you don't like a teacher. You don't like the teacher, so you take them out. Be careful with that. 
I knew someone, they moved their child class to class, class to class all the time because they didn't like their, the teacher. Right. What are they teaching their kid? When you, when you go to work, what are you going to do? Quit every job until you, you find people that you like, that you get along with? No, this is life. You're training them to reign in life. We're going to get along. Everything's going to work out. Guess what? I've told Sophia, I remember one year, don't worry about it. You're going to make it through this year. And you're going to be okay. And you know what happened at the end of that year? Two or three years, she goes, I love that teacher. Let me reword that. She didn't say love, but she learned a lot. And he came to respect her. He came to respect her, and she was glad that she was in his class. Guess what? It taught her some things. She grew in some areas. Everything's not all easy peasy. Don't try and be all, i got to protect my kids, make it easy for them. What are you doing? This is life. You're protecting them from the wrong influences. But you got to help them think right. Amen. Come on, that's good. I said, you have to help them think right. So make sure you're thinking right. Amen. Honor is important. Yes. I said, honor is important. Yes. If you're not honoring that person, your kids aren't going to honor them. Right. I don't care if it's a family member, a teacher, uh, anybody. It's our job to show our kids how to honor. Amen. And they're learning by what you say, but also more so by what you do. Honor is important. It's hard to believe the report of the Lord and to stand in faith when you're not walking in love. Important to always walk in love because love is the fuel to our faith. Don't allow strife in. Don't allow bickering. Don't allow complaining. Don't allow grumbling. Stay in love. Stay in the flow of love. Why? It's the flow of God. When you get out of love, you get out of the flow of God. I like the flow, God. It's the best flow. It's the best flow. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Uh, Sarah, can you go get the kiddos? Father God, we thank you, Lord, for all that you have. For us, for um, our children, Lord, this day, Lord, we're just so grateful for your voice in our life. Father, I thank you that we hear the voice of our shepherd. We hear the voice of the Spirit of God and a stranger we will not follow. In Jesus' name, we thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Say, I hear the voice of my shepherd. I hear the voice of the Spirit of God. Stranger, I will not follow. You know what to do with your kids. You know. Don't say, I don't know anymore. Say, I know what to do. I know. God will show you what to do. And just be quick to obey. I love what doctor used to say. Obey God and leave the consequences to him. Because he'll take care of everything. Amen? He'll take care of everything. Well, we want to honor our mothers today.